So we've talked a lot the last couple of weeks, and, and you know, you still talk about how, you know, hey, after uh, the the one o'clock games, Fox puts uh, in the hunt, and and they had the Bears logo there for a while. Yeah. Well, a new thing popped up this weekend. Officially eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. The Chicago Bears. Thank goodness. Now I can I, stop. Yeah, yeah well, up. I mean, exactly. At least now you can just be like, now we can take Season's a knee. over, fire Nagy, yep. all that fun stuff. Well, welcome to week 16 of LR Weekly. And uh, we're probably not the first to wish you all a Merry Christmas, but nonetheless, a very Merry Christmas from us here at LR Weekly to all of you. Um, Quite a bit to get to this week. Uh, we do have a special guest picker who will be joining us here in the Russell Cave uh, tonight. Um, but, I, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, I, good old Uncle Kobe, he, he he's just dominant. Like, you want to talk about the MVP, the storyline of the year, the most dominating force has not been a team. It has not been a player. It has been COVID. Yep. And it is continuing to be that way. I mean, with I mean, we, we had football on Tuesday, right? This week, and so you you look at this. We're going to keep personal opinions on it aside because you don't listen to this podcast to listen to us talk about COVID. All we are going to say is that COVID has been probably more of a factor this year than just about anyone thought it would be. You know, what we thought was, hey, all these guys are vaccinated. They're going to be good. And that's just absolutely not the case. Yep. As of week 16, there are now 140 players that have made the COVID list right now in the NFL. And I, I, that that's just dramatic from a standpoint of a fan because you want to watch teams at full force, especially when making so many AFC teams right now in the playoff hunt. You know, there are teams in the NFC and that are in the playoff hunt. You need to be full force. And, you know, you always talk about injuries. you got to stay healthy. And now you got a whole different issue that you have to deal with. And right now is a very trying time for NFL teams. And, and you look at it, I mean, you just like you look at the Packers standpoint. Hey, you know, you good road win against the Ravens. Oh, hey, have fun. Uh, your second leading wide receivers out now with COVID. And, and you look at all of this, and, and it's becoming impossible for teams to game plan. I mean, that that's really where you sit here and look. And you, you mentioned the AFC. Well, you still have like six or seven teams who could finish as the one seed. Right. Not just get in the playoffs, but finish as the one seed. You look at the NFC. I mean, again, I think our division winners, minus the NFC West, your division winners are set. The Packers are the first team in football to clinch the division. We kind of saw that coming. Um, but you look, I mean, yet all of these teams are one test away, legitimately one test away, from their season going up in smoke. Because, I mean, you know, think about if, you know, not, thankfully Aaron Rodgers won't be tested again for 90 days because of his COVID immunity. But think about if Tom Brady were to all of a sudden in three weeks test positive for COVID. If Kyler Murray were to test positive for COVID. If Dak Prescott were to test positive for COVID. Patrick Mahomes were to test positive for COVID. 
And, and if you guys think that that's not going to happen, all we've seen this year is that that is what's <clears throat> happening. Right. So I think obviously COVID is a huge storyline. I mean, I, I watch football on Tuesday. I mean, you don't watch football on Tuesday. Right. Two games on Monday, two games on Tuesday. Um, and then actually, right after almost essentially you get home last week, or uh, we hang up from recording the podcast last week, uh, or Urban Meyer. Man, I, I can't remember who it was, but they said that this might be the biggest failure in NFL coaching history. Yeah, for what Urban Meyer did. So Meyer's out in Jacksonville. Uh, I don't think that the firing could have come quick enough. Yeah, have you ever seen on NFL's like Twitter when someone has a really good game, they put like their like the back of their jersey and like little icons like three hundred nine yards passing. They put, like, Urban Meyer, and they put two wins, 11 losses, one one attempt kicked, or one kick attempted, or and one um, dance with a lady or something. I, and, I mean, t- we all said at the beginning of the year, and it's funny because I just told Josh before we started recording this, I listened to our first podcast. Um, while I was Christmas shopping today and breaking news, which everyone. a little late on that Christmas. Yeah, I was just about to way. say um, a little late I, again. I know we're an NFL podcast. Um, here's a little uh, word of advice: Don't wait till December twenty second, people. It's not a good idea, right? And, and so here's here's the thing. My question to you though: Why did you choose to wait this long? Like, um, it's not like this just popped up. Like, oh, hey. Christmas is Saturday. Like, you've known that Christmas was coming. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm a procrastinator when okay. it comes to shopping. Deal. But that all's fair. But anyway, as I was saying, we were, I listened to our podcast while I was shopping today. And one of the things that we pointed out at the beginning of the year was that Urban Meyer was a huge question mark in Jacksonville. Well, that question has just been answered with a firing. And now you look at Jacksonville and it is not it, it's like it's a it's not an attractive place to go right now because it's all back to square one there're question marks at the quarterback position they don't have any weapons their defense is a mess this whole a is, horrible stadium yeah it's just right now it's not somewhere that people are going to accept unless they just want a shot at being ahead NFL football. Well, and what free agents want to go there? Yeah. I, and that's the thing you look at is that... It's not an attractive place no. for free agents or for head coaches. Now, there's the rumors of you know trying to build a new stadium and you know, this, that. And okay, that's a whole lot of talk. Your biggest problem right now is that you don't have a coach. Obviously, after this week, you're able to start talking with... You know other teams, coaching staffs, and so I I don't know I just you look at Urban Meyer, his coaching career has to be done. Yeah, I don't I don't agree. I think it was with I don't remember who said it on. I think it was on Get Up that someone said that if if Urban Meyer wanted to coach again, he could. Like he could go anywhere and be a head football coach. I cannot disagree anymore. I think that what you just saw is the end of Urban Meyer in any type of not in not only in NFL but in college. He is done. It is his. Well, are you sending is, your kid to go play for him? No. Like if you're a parent, I mean, you see him, you know, with his questionable moral decisions. You see him now with the rumors that he kicked a kid. I, you're not going to send your 
kid to go play for. Yeah. And so you look at that, that's a huge no for college. No one wants to play for him in the NFL. So, I mean, Urban Urban's out. I think we all saw the writing on the wall that Urban was going to be out. Yeah. Um, sticking in the AFC, however, um, the Colts all of a sudden are a team that no one wants to play. Yeah, and what an awful game from Carson Wentz. But what a great game from that Colts run game. The one thing that I think that the Colts can improve on is their play calling. I don't. I, I believe Frank Wright calls the plays for Indianapolis. When you're up against the Patriots, ball control is everything. You control the ball, you control the clock, you control the game. I think you see all the hats in the stands that say run the damn ball. Yep. The Colts, that's their, that needs to be their mantra. You have, in my opinion... The MVP in the NFL this Should season. Should be. Jonathan Taylor is no is the most valuable player to his football team's success. Yes. Okay? Yes, we could also and, put and Aaron Rodgers in that the conversation. That's definition. Cor- correct. But you look at when Jordan Love played the Chiefs, the Packers were still in that game. Right. Carson Wentz can't win a football game on his own. No. And so to me, you have the MVP in your backfield... Naheem Hines is a good running back. Even their third string running back, Marlon Mack, people forget about him. That's a good run. That's a great backfield in Indianapolis. Turn around, hand the ball off, control the clock, and win football games. Frank I mean, Wright, you have the second run, second best rushing attempt in all of football. Turn around, hand the ball off. To me, Frank Wright was trying to get cute when the Colts got up, running those play actions, which. I 150% agree that when you are so successful at running the ball, the best thing that you can do is run play action. Because those guys in the box have to respect the run. You turn around and look like you're handing the ball off. They are 9 times out of 10 going to try to go down those gaps at the offensive line. And next thing you know, you slip or tight end. You got Jack O'Doyle. I call him Jack O'Doyle. Jack Doyle. O'Doyle rules. Slip him right behind you. Throw the ball over the middle. You have um, Michael Pittman when he's not getting ejected. He got ejected Saturday night. Um, when you got him, you got Ty still when he's healthy. You know you have guys around you that if the run game's working, you need to stick with the run game. Right now, I agree with you, Josh. The Indianapolis Colts, as much as it, it oh, it pains for me to say this, but. They are a team you do not want to play right. Especially considering that they're going to be a wild card team. I mean, I look at the AFC South, I believe, is going to get decided this week. Because you look, it would give the Titans a two-game advantage with the tiebreaker. Because um, I, I don't think the Colts are going to beat the Cardinals. No? I re- now, I, I don't think they're going to beat the Cardinals. So, But even if you look at it this way, the Titans then end with Dolphins-Texans. Because yeah. now you look at this week, okay? The Titans play the Niners, the Colts play the Cards. That that's a tough setup for yep. both of them. However, I look at this and I squarely think that hey, the Colts right now would be the five seed playing the Bengals. Colts are gonna beat the Bengals. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you would get a Colts Chiefs AFC divisional game. Chiefs don't want any part of the Colts right now. No. Nope. Because I think that defense is also playing some pretty good football. Yep. A team that's not playing very good football. 
the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, is it safe to say the Cardinals are in trouble? I would agree. Is it safe? I mean, because let's be real. You go back. I, I, I'm just going to read you the last five Cardinal football games, Christian. They lost to the Panthers by 24. They beat the Seahawks by 10, beat the Bears by 11, lost to the Rams by 11, lost to the Lions by 18. Arizona must make a statement on Saturday against the Colts. There's a, a man that lives in River City, Iowa, and he would say, oh, we got trouble, my friends, right here in River City. With a with capital T that rhymes with P and that, that stands for pool. Fun little side note. Um, you played in The Music Man. Yep, I was Professor Harold Hill. The and s- our guest picker was also in The Music Man. He was part of the Barbershop Quartet. Oh, wow. So, you know, you guys share that a yeah. little bit. Little I did not know there. that. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm seeing this. And if I'm looking at the Arizona Cardinals, I have zero confidence in them moving forward. None. Like, and okay, sure, it might just be a bad game. Yeah, we okay. we always talk about that. Remember when we talked a couple weeks, or even like, I think it was like week four, when the Packers rattled off three straight. And we talked about how those teams always have like one game that they slip up. Is this the Cardinals game that they slipped up? Okay, but see, here's my problem. They've slipped up on three of their last five. Yeah, like, but they were able to win once, those some of those games. So to They me, didn't, though. They've lost three out of their last five. Okay, but... So the the other two that you mentioned, yeah, you only beat the Bears by 11. and But again, it's all about winning football games. But you, I, lost, you lost to the Panthers by 24. You lost to the Lions by 18. You combined... You 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 lost to those two teams by forty two points. To me, you like you can't you can't do that, Christian. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I'm not worried about the Cardinals, and this is why. All you have to do is make the playoffs at this point. You make the playoffs, and you get DeAndre Hopkins back. They you need- might. You might get DeAndre Hopkins back, and that's fine. They can make the playoffs all they want to. And I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at this right now. Okay, they're probably going to be the four seed. At best, the three seed. So that means they would have to turn around and play the Rams, who they already lost to last week, two weeks ago. So as we sit right now, the Cardinals finish Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks. They could lose two out of the last three. So here's the next thing we need to look at. If they lose two out of their next three, do now the Rams, who finish Vikings, Ravens, 49ers... I don't think either one of those teams are going three and up. No. I am that. But this is the question. The Rams have an opportunity here, a window here of opportunity, because now... What it comes down to is, because now they split head-to-head, so now it comes down to divisional um, win-loss record. So, 
If we look at the NFC West standings right now, the Cardinals have a better divisional record at 4 and 1, which is why they're above the Rams right now. They're both sitting at 10 and 4. Cardinals are 4 and 1 in their division. So, in order for this to work out, yeah, cuz all the divisional games are taken, they're done yep. in the West. So now it comes to the Rams have to finish with a better record than the Cardinals. So the the Rams have to hope. Well, no, they each got one more divisional game left. You play six divisional games. Oh, that's right. They have the Seahawks and and then the Rams have the Niners. Okay. So, so there is an opportunity there, but I don't see the Cardinals losing to the Seahawks at home the last week of the season. No, and here here's the thing. So now these two teams are going to play each other wild card weekend. Is what it's looking like it's going to come down to. Now, all this being said, I still don't think that the Cardinals lose to the Colts. I just, I don't. However, I don't trust the Cardinals. Like, you put them against, like, you look at the playoff teams, the current playoff teams who the Cardinals have played this year. And it's not very impressive. I mean, off the top, they lost to a very, very undermanned Packers team. That wasn't great for them. They lost to the Rams once. Of other playoff teams, they've beaten they they beat the Cowboys by three. They lost to the Chiefs. They beat the Titans. That's still probably one of their games of the year. Beat the Vikings by one. Beat the Rams. Other than that, they've lost to every playoff team that they've played. So I look at this. Their wins this year. Cowboys, again. Cowboys and Titans are good wins. But then Vikings, Jaguars, Rams, Niners, Browns, Texans. Okay, you look. the majority of the playoff teams in the NFL would run that pretty well. Right. And so I'm sitting here and like they just they haven't impressed me at all. So I, the Cardinals, they, they just they continue just I, I don't know I don't know what exactly the word is, maybe lethargic is the word that I'm looking for. They don't really seem interested. Maybe that's you know like you said they get to the playoffs things change. I don't know. A team who I is out of their control, but they are in trouble is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. And here's another thing, really quick before we talk about Tampa Bay. Nick, we blink an eye, and all of a sudden we talk about those top three teams in the NFC. We blink an eye, and now all of a sudden the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. As we sit right now, the Cowboys, with tiebreakers, jump Cardinals Bucks to the second seed. Yeah. That's huge. Now, here's what I'll say about the Bucks. They have been nice last three weeks. Oh, yeah. Panthers, Jets, Panthers. They have three weeks to get healthy. Yep. Um... However, I think the Saints are Tom Brady's Achilles heel. Hey, you know, it's something, man. I, You know, and you look, Godwin, done for the year. Uh, anyone think Leonard Fournette's probably, like, really going to come back 100%? Don't know. Mike Evans? There's a chance he plays on Sunday. Um, but again, then you have to start asking yourself, how reliable are those hammies going to be? We right. saw the same thing with the hamstring with D-Hop right. out in Arizona. Like when you're a wide receiver and you have to cut, you have to accelerate quickly, the one thing, I mean, 
ankle. You can tape up a hammy. A, a, a hammy hurts. Yeah, and and the, and the Bucks made some transactions to try to help themselves out, especially at the running back position. Very interesting. Le'Veon Bell reunited with Antonio Brown. Yes. Very interesting to see how that works out. Um, Le'Veon came out and said this week that he was mulling the op- the option of retiring. But did you hear what he was going to do? He was going to box. Yes, until the Buccaneers called him. And he then the Bucks called him, and then he said, you know what, I'll give it one more go. Which, if you're him, and let's say Leonard Fournette... D- is out for the season. All of a sudden, you got a chance to win yourself a ring. You know, to be one point, like blink your eyes and think, um, "Nah, I'm gonna be a boxer." Next thing you know, you could be wearing a Super Bowl ring with Tom Brady. It's a good decision on his part, but interesting to see how it you know plays out in Tampa Bay. But like you said, those last three weeks are huge for Tampa Bay. Just these are all gonna be like tune-up games. For so them. Tampa's gonna end thirteen and four. I mean, I, I don't see any way that they lose to the Panthers or the Jets. I, do do I mean, is that unreasonable for me to no, say? No, I would agree. I would say that Tampa Bay goes 3-0 their last three weeks. Unless, unless they win their, last, their next two, and the last week of the season there's nothing to play for. To play for. for, correct. Then the next thing you know, they could... You know, start Blaine Gabbert, and so I think lose. all of this depends upon like who's playing who and what the situations are. Because you look, the pack. So if you're if you're the Packers now, you go two and one. You have home field. Yep. You know, and so Browns, Vikings, Lions. I believe you should go three and zero in that stretch. Yeah, Re- I truly believe you should go three and zero, which then takes you back. Okay, so then you got to look at the Cowboys. Where do the Cowboys sit? Well, the Cardinals go the football team, the Cardinals, and the Eagles. Well, the Cardinal that Cardinal Cowboy game, first of all, how that hasn't been flexed to the Sunday night game yeah. is an absolute travesty. I don't care what is the Sunday night game. Cardinals Cowboys should be the Sunday night game for week 17. Cardinals probably looking at two and one. So you're looking at them finishing. 12 and 4. <laughs> right now, as we sit week 17's game, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. That's horrific. So, Cowboys end 12 and 5. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, Sunday night, I was looking at Monday night. Sunday night, Minnesota and Green Bay. No, no, no. That should not be. I mean, I, anyways. So, you really look. The Bucks have the inside track to the two seat. Inside track. And so, if I'm sitting here, I'm sitting everyone who I can sit these last three weeks. You get a 20-point lead, Tom Brady goes to the bench. Right. It's just, that's what you need to do. Because in a matter of about 16 minutes of game time, last week, you lost Mike Evans, you lost Chris Godwin, and you lost Leonard Fournette. If you add one more on that in an unnecessary situation... Like, heads are going to roll right. in that situation. Um, but with this NFC, now all of a sudden, guess who we're talking about again, Christian? The LA Rams. Yep. A team who, three weeks ago, after they got run by the Green Bay Packers for their third loss in a row, 
Everyone was saying, oh, they're done. Write them in. All done. Well, now all of a sudden, they're one game out of the one seed. Hmm. Which I don't think they'll get because the I don't Packers, either. I Packers don't hold either. the tiebreaker. However, it's, just, it's fun. Like, the amount of parity in football this year. You know what I really want in the playoffs? I want Packers Cowboys. I want McCarthy to go up against Green Bay. I and I need a little closure to just beat him into the ground. That's what <laughs> Can I Can you imagine Cowboys beat Green Bay? McCarthy beats Aaron Rodgers. We're not doing a podcast that next week if that happens. <laughs> like I will not like you have never seen me inconsolable with a sporting event. The closest mm, I, would, I was pretty much inconsolable after Wisconsin ended Kentucky's undefeated season in the Final Four. Like, that is the only sporting event I've ever, like, treated Katie poorly over. Was that? <laughs> I just, so that game gets over, so I'll walk you out. You know, give her a kiss. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Like, that's the only sporting event ever. If Mike McCarthy were to come into Lambeau and what's looking like would be the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I don't, I don't want wins, it to be. It, I if wanted- he wins that in the NFC Championship game, Christian, you will need to send help. I'm just... This is my dream scenario. Packers-Cowboys divisional round. Bucks-Packers NFC Championship game. That's dream scenario. Can you give me at least one... Like, can you say that you would want the Packers to go to the Super Bowl? No, no. Why? I can't. Aren't you sick of Tom Brady? Not when he's in Tampa, no. I root for your teams, man. And now you're sitting here. Anyways, we're so far <laughs> off topic. Yeah, we are. Anyways, the, the Rams are back in the hunt. And you look at the Rams, Vikings, Ravens, Niners. Um, that That's a tough last three. So, let hey, let's see who the Rams are. Yeah. And, again, we don't really – the only team who's locked in playoffs – I believe it is. It's only Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers. Can you? Th- can, what a world where you look in the AFC and there's a chance the Chiefs could be the one seed. They could blink and, have and th- not be in the playoffs. Right? Isn't that crazy? Again, the parity of the NFL this year. Why it makes it so much fun to watch week to week. This is probably the most fun that I've had watching football ever. Yeah. Because you, you know, we say when we make our picks, which buddy. Oh, I know. It's coming. Well, um, but it is. I mean, you look, you have five different teams in the NFC who are still alive for the one seed. You go to the AFC and technically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight are still alive for the one seed. And again, are the Buffalo Bills going to be the one seed? Probably not. Probably not. not. Are the Baltimore Ravens going to be the one seed? Probably not, but But they could be. In weird worlds, they could be. Moving from what could be to what is, and that is the end of meaningful football for the Chicago Bears. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Which means we can fire Matt Nagy after this week, right? Okay, so... Right? All right, pull up your seats. Virginia McCaskey, right? Okay, so... (laughs) First off, really quick, well, I don't know. Did you watch that Monday night game at all? Uh, that, no. no. <laughs> okay. No. So, I had a Christmas program that night. 
Which I heard was only like 45 minutes. Yeah, boom, bang, bong, done. Awesome. That, fantastic. MVP. That, that music teacher deserves MVP. an award. MVP. Anyway, so get home. Bears are only down seven at the half. We're in, we're, you know, we're in good shape. Then halftime rolls around. And again, because Bill Lazor's out with COVID, Matt Nagy is calling the plays. Was he having fun this week? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so at one point during the second half, he challenges a play. And it's dead silent in the stadium. And all you hear is a hot mic and a fan go, After the review of the play, we suck! And that right there is just our season. We suck. Matt Nagy needs to be fired. And this is... Now it's not because we need to fire him because we need to turn the tide and get in the playoffs. That's done now. We can't get in the playoffs. Our season is over. Why we need to fire him now is because of the new rules. You fire him, you could start looking at guys next week. If you don't do that and you say, oh, well, because our franchise, I'm George, this is my George McCaskey impression, because our franchise is so historic, we do not fire coaches in midseason. I don't care. Because guess what? There's a team down south that they're going to be. Tr- interviewing head coaches next week. They're going to get a leg up on you. You let that happen. Next thing you know, another head coach is going to be, you know, people are really talking about Matt Rule in uh, Carolina. He gets fired, then there's another team looking for a head coach. You need to find your guy and you need all the time and resources that you can get. Fire him next week. Let him coach this week. Who cares? Let Russell Wilson's birds put up a billion on you. I don't care. Because all it's going to do is, well, they don't have any first-round draft picks. No, they don't. But it doesn't. I don't even care about the draft. We have the sixth amount of cap space in the NFL next year. Sign some guys that will help you. But here's the thing. you got to get a guy in there that understands who these guys are going to be. So that goes back to Ryan Pace. The only true way... That Ryan Pace saves his job is if Sean Payton's in the conversation. Him and Sean Payton have relationships that go back to New Orleans. If you can sign Sean Payton somehow as your next head football coach, Ryan Pace stays. I have no problem with that. But the problem is Ryan Pace has missed on so... Yes, he has hit on some guys. But he has missed on so many guys. Well, I'm just I pulled up the bull or the the bulls, the Bears depth chart here. Okay? And you look at their first and second string offense. Okay? Justin feels the verdict is still out on. I it's too early to say on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You look who else there is a hit that was Ryan Paces. Cole Komet might is the next best. I and that that's where I'm sitting. Like, all right, Darnell Mooney can be explosive, but he drops as many balls as he catches. Yeah. Like, who else is there that Pace brought in? And you're like, yeah, this guy's it. 
he's gonna be. I I don't see it. Yeah. And that's. I mean, you look up and down this roster. They're just not talented. Besides Justin Fields, David Montgomery, that's where you're top tier. And again, you don't even know about Justin Fields. I get people want to say uh, this, that, and the other. He has three more picks than he has touchdowns. And so you look at this. Ryan Pace has left this Bears franchise as, hey, we drafted Justin Fields. We don't really have a plan for anything else. He's got to go. I understand you say, oh, well, if Sean Payton's here, we bring in Sean Payton. No, Pace has got to go too. He's got to go. Because he has not, he hasn't built a team in how long? How long has he been the GM? A decade? Mm, I think this is his uh, seventh or eighth year. Okay, so for the better part of a decade, he has had to try to put a winning team on the field. And he had one year of gimmick offense. And he hasn't built. Instead, you get, you know, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet. Yeah, it has been seven years. I, and so I just sit here, he's been ineffective for seven years at building a sustainable model. He's got to go. Got to go. Because it this offense is literally offensive. With how bad it is. Um, Last in passing. Last in receiving. 29th in points. 25th in first downs. Like, that's just... You can't keep anyone. And the funniest part of the game last... uh, Two nights ago... Was our 4th and 1 play call. So it's 4th and 1... Granted, Montgomery had an issue with his helmet. He had to come off the field. But if I'm the head coach and my leading back has an issue with his helmet, you know what I do? Call a timeout. Call a timeout and get him back on the field. Not, I mean, it's not even hard. Not only do we not spend a timeout, Darnell Mooney lines up in the backfield. We run a fake pitch roll out to the same side. Nobody's open because there's only three guys running routes. Fields gets sacked. You are setting Fields up for failure with that play call. You either hand the ball off or you run a play action. You throw the ball over the middle to a tight end. Or even, okay, and it was the idea they ran the rollout to the same side as the fake pitch. The idea of a fake pitch is you get the defense going one way and then you go back the other. Like, there's no world in which that is a good idea. Yeah, it was just all in all disappointing. Um, Again, was I frustrated? I I was frustrated the way the game. It's just, I'm so tired of watching incompetent offenses. Well, and Bears fans are starting to send that message. If you saw any of the pictures of uh, the stadium on Monday night, it might have been half full. People might. They're done. Bears fans are done. And for good reason are Bears fans done. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to touch on on the Bears, a positive... Well, it's a positive note on a negative subject. How is Akeem Hicks not a pro bowler? 
well, he hasn't played in a lot of games. He's been hurt most of the season. Like, I get that, but um, if anyone on that team deserves it, well, I think if anyone deserves it, it should be Roquan Smith. That too. I uh, those but, two. Uh, to me, Hicks. It, it, it pains me to say it, but Hicks is probably gone after the season. Uh, he is a free agent, and it just it's it breaks my heart because. He is such a dynamic defender. He he clogs that middle up, and he's so good with his hands. Like he can wrap guys up and just push them back. Well, he's so strong, and I feel like his career has kind of been wasted. Yeah, I mean he's a guy who should be headlining a top tier NFL defense. Well, I mean the Bears have had top NFL defenses. Correct, misspoke. A top tier NFL team. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I feel bad because there's a dude who literally put himself on the line day in and day out, and the franchise really didn't surround him with an offense that could win. Yeah. Part two of the rivalry roundtable. Um, Packers are division champs. Third time in the last three years. Which we both called, by the way. We Correct. both picked the I mean, and again, I think the NFC North was the most clear-cut, no-question division, maybe minus the NFC South yeah. in football. Um, Packers win the division, really should finish the number one seed. I mean, they've gotten an insane amount of help the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, a re- the last week alone. With the Lions and the Saints, which, by the way, fun fact, New Orleans Saints have beat like the one and the three seed. Or I guess the Bucks are, are the Bucks the three. Yep. Yeah. So they beat the one and the three seed in the NFC. Only team in football to have beaten both the Bucks and the Packers. Um. Huge storyline though. Marquez Valdez Scantling out with COVID. I mean. He was our only legit threat against the Ravens, stretching the field. Now, why? Because they put like seven guys on Devontae Adams every single play. Which you, you got to do. Right. And I mean, I'm not sitting here being like, yeah. I mean, I would probably too. I'd be like, hey, if someone else. But I mean, he had five receptions, 98 yards, and a tutty. No one else had more than 40 yards. So... That's tough. Um, also, defensively in the fourth quarter. Oh, boy. Is Tyler Hudley that good, or was the Packers' defense that So, I, I see a pattern here, and that's the Packers' defense struggling on the road against mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. That's what I see. And I think there's probably also the idea, we have a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Okay, offensive offense really didn't get anything that last second half of the fourth quarter going. Whatever, you take the win on the road. I want to touch on this, and I want to touch on this hard. How many times are the Ravens going to go for two I was just in a late game that. situation and leave Justin Tucker on the bench? Here's my thing. In that situation, even if they get the two, who's on the other sideline, Christian? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers with... 47 seconds. 47 seconds. Timeout. He's probably getting three. 
He's gonna get. Th- he's gonna get three. That's what he does, or at least get Mason Crosby in position to get three. Might be a better way to look at that. But here's the thing: the Ravens have, and I know this is supposed to be about the Bears and the Packers, but the Ravens have legitimately cost themselves a division championship that could have been all but wrapped up at this point. Strictly going for two, and it's like kick the field goal and play the overtime. I understand. It, here's what I, I when they sent out Hundley for that two point, I get the desperation factor. If you kick the extra point, yeah, you hit it. But here's the thing: Aaron Rodgers still has to make it happen. I get there's a good chance that he could make it happen, but you don't know until you know. And I, this is the other thing: you go for two, it doesn't guarantee you the game is won. No. There's still 47 seconds on the clock. Kick the field goal. Now at least you have an opportunity to play some extra time. Because now it's on your defense. I would much rather put the game in the hands of my defense than take it out of everyone's hands altogether. Yeah. And I understand like you want to be aggressive and people are saying, oh, look at this culture. of They've blown two games. And it might cost themselves a division. It's for sure going to cost them at least one home game in the playoffs. And I I don't know. I just feel like that was a really reckless call. Considering you have Justin Tucker on your bench. Yeah. If you had a kicker who had struggled that year, okay, that's one thing. You have Justin Tucker on your bench. The greatest kicker in NFL history. Hmm. Justin Tucker's the greatest kicker in NFL history. Yeah, I disagree. I think Adam Vinatieri has made more clutch field goals. Okay, he has had... I, I feel like we've done this before. Yes, he has made more meaningful kicks. Justin Tucker makes every single one of those that Adam Vinatieri would have. At, Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker in NFL history. We can fight about it later. But the point is, okay, you'll at least agree with this. He's the greatest kicker in the NFL right now. Yeah, he's the best NFL kicker right now. He is the best kicker on planet Earth right now. Yeah. He has And it's really not even close. Right. So you do send him out, you take your points, and then you're good to go. But I don't I to me the Ravens are just it, but here's the thing, the Ravens are in a good position when Hundley plays that well. Yeah. It's like, okay, if we don't have Lamar, at least we got Tyler Hundley. The Packers defense made Tyler Hundley look like a pro bowler. Well, yeah, and and that's that's where okay, hey Packers, if we could maybe get like a nice shutdown performance against the Cleveland Browns, who they might not. I don't know who's going to be their quarterback. You know, it might be the Cleveland Guardians yeah. uh, night shift janitor at this point. Fun fact: the Browns have scored seventeen points or fewer in seven of their last nine. So if the Packers' defense struggles against the Browns. That's the panic button that we will be smashing. Okay, we'll talk more about that in our picks. Um, wrapping up week sixteen, or sorry, week fifteen. Um, I think just I I hate to go back to where we started, but COVID is going to kind of define how week fifteen plays out. Are we going to see more games pushed to Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday even? Um, and I think that's something that uh, we'll have to be looking forward to for the rest of the year.
And much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. I did that music in for you this week. Like, was... I, I hope, I mean, you really don't have anything else to look forward to when it comes to our picks. No, I do not. Um, Buddy, it's over. Yeah. Like, this ball game is over. Just like my regular football team. Just like the Bears, the official competition came to a close. I mean, you you had some bold picks. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm just talking this year yeah. in general. Um, I'm just going to pick games straight up now. And just but hey, much like the Bears, you wallow in mediocrity. You know, you're going to finish about one week over 500. And much like the Bears, if you finish one game over 500, it will be a good year. Um, special guest picker this week. Yes. I mean, we talked about him earlier on the show. Uh, you guys share a common title in your work start in on your IMDb pages. You both start in the Music Man. Uh, Christian as Professor Harold Hill. He's a what? He's a what? He's a Music Man. Uh, and the fella joining us uh, was the tenor in the Barbershop Quartet. Uh, I. He's Captain Planet. Yes, that's how I knew him. As. That, that's how you knew him for uh, your first few years of existence. Uh, I've known him as Dad <laughs> for all of my existence. So uh, coming with us live here in the Russell Man Cave is Papa Russ himself. Uh, I guess we could kind of like Poppy off of the uh, Dan Lebetard show, yeah. right? you know. No, no, I don't watch, speak Spanish. Watch, watch no. or not watch. Oh yes, yes, CC. Uh, you know, going there. Uh, Papa Russ, thanks for joining us today. It's good to be here, boys. Looking forward to it. A b- avid follower, listening to you. No, not gonna lie, rooting for C Lim a lot because I know the smack talk <laughs> he, that Josh goes here, when he here's wins. The thing. Here's He's the such thing. a front runner. Here, here's the thing. I have been nice to the boy. He this has, year, he has about everything, beautiful. mostly. I, I just try to make him a realist instead of his optimistic. The Bears are still alive. No, anyways. Um, really quick though, this is the golf. I I've heard from the through the grapevine that you're starting to beat your dad now, and the 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 smack talk is happening now for golf. Okay, well that listen, <laughs> we gotta talk about that. I mean, okay. So, also talk about the purchase I made. Did I tell you about the golf cart I bought this week? You bought a golf cart? Card. Oh, you showed you. I, was I like, sent you the picture. Yes. No, I'm not. I thought you bought a golf cart, and I was like, what are, what are we doing here? <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> Christmas boat. No, anyways. Um. So, we're going to have to try out new courses this summer. Uh, do a live podcast like while we're golfing. That, As uh, Papa Russ approaches the scene, <laughs> all you're going to hear is. Every once in a while, boys. Every Every once in a while. So, we're looking. Hey, first game out out the gate. Cindy's Titans. Uh, Must win game for the Titans. Must win game for the Niners. The Niners getting three and a half on the road at what do they even call that place now? Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium. Because it was it's Nissan Stadium. It was LP Field. It was just the Coliseum. Then it, it was Adelphia Coliseum when it first opened. So at, at Nissan Stadium, Niners getting three and a half. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jimmy G's Niners. I just... Uh, 
the, the Titans are not playing confidence-inspiring football right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not good. They just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have no offensive threat at all. And the Titans could not do enough to beat the Steelers. I have zero confidence in a Ryan Tannehill-led offense. We've said from the very beginning, Tannehill can get you into the playoffs. And you can win games with Ryan Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill will not win you games. And I think this last three, four weeks, we've kind of seen that with Tanny. Give me the Niners. I'm, I'm going Tennessee. Uh, I'm going with Cindy's Titans hey, here. Hey, she doesn't control your grades um, anymore. I know she on. doesn't, but I, I'm rolling with Tennessee here. Um, this is a huge game for them. You lose this football game, Colts find a way to beat Arizona. Next thing you know, the division is not on lock anymore. I understand that the the Titans hold that you know tiebreaker aspect to it, but I think Tennessee needs this game a lot more than San Francisco. Give me Cindy's Titans. Well, boys, I also have Cindy's picks. Her <laughs> uniform picks and her Oh, the uniform picks. picks. The uniform well, okay, picks well, and the Okay, well, the uniform picks. Pick, for those of you who don't know, mom, mom used to be in a pick'em league with us, and, and she would pick the uniform or pick who the teams are who would win based off of their uniforms. And one year she beat me. I mean, correct. <laughs> I don't think that would happen this year. The, um, the, no. But but, so, but but I hold the flag of shame over that year <laughs> with uh, Cindy, of course, picks the Titans. Now, as a Titan fan, I have to deal with reality. Between the health, the, the health that the Niners have and the role that they're on with George Kittle, with Debo Samuel, and Bayouk, if that's how you spell his name, even Jimmy G can win a game. Health-wise, you got to go with the Niners, even though I hate their uniforms, and I hated them because I was a Cowboy fan when I was a kid. The Niners are going to beat them pretty bad. How do you feel about that? I mean, like I'm just rolling Tennessee. That's fine. Okay, uh, Browns Packers. Um, this is quick. Yeah, yeah. I, Brian's Browns don't have a chance. Brian's I mean, th- they really don't. He's a fan. Um, he. The only question mark here: How are the Packers going to look? You know, so Browns obviously are going to put double, triple coverage on Devontae the whole day without MVS. Thanks, Uncle C. Um, where what what are the Packers going to do without Marquez Valdez Scantling this week? Again, I still think with combination of Alan Lazard, you look uh, big dog Mercedes Lewis. That there's enough weapons there, Robert Tunyon. There's enough there that Packers will be fine. Yeah, this is my Packers by a billion. I think Cleveland is just you don't really know who's going to quarterback this football team. If Baker's going to come off the COVID list, he's also banged up. A lot of question marks in Cleveland right now. You're going to Lambeau on Christmas Day. Aaron Rodgers. I I think Packers not only cover this spread, Packers would by three touchdowns plus. Give me the pack. And give me a second. Correct that. Robert Tunyon's out with an ACL. Yeah, I was going to say. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Mercedes Lewis is going to have a million yards. Pack dominating. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna dominate Saturday. And even Cindy picked the nasty green and yellow colors. Wow. Well, when it's that, or but that it's gaudy orange, orange and brown. I mean, yeah. Come on. Uh, speaking of that gaudy orange, Tennessee just knocked off Arizona in college basketball. Anyways, uh, Colts and Cardinals. In what I, I, if you go up and down the schedule, this is the game of the week. Absolute game of the week. Hey, we- you're done opening presents. You've eaten all your good food on Christmas Day, and the NFL says. Here's another present for you. Give it us the Colts and the Cardinals from the desert. Uh, 
we touched on this earlier. It's a must win for both teams. Yep. I mean, the Cardinals now, not only are they fighting for home field still, now they're fighting for their division. A division that three weeks ago seemed locked, loaded, no problem, is now no longer that way. Um, I do like Arizona. You know, we talked about earlier. I don't think Indy can beat Arizona. I don't think they can. I think that Arizona's D, or Arizona's offense provides way too many weapons for that Colts defense to cover. And the Colts have, you know, what I look at, the Colts need to play games that are in the 20s, maybe high, low 30s. I think this could easily get away from that defense. Give me the Cardinals. I'm taking the Colts, and I know Cindy's not going to like this at all, Mr. Russell, but I'm taking Indianapolis on a couple reasons. Number one, I do think Indianapolis defense is good enough to keep up with Arizona. Darius Leonard mans that defense. That is a great man to man your defense. Run the ball. If you run the ball and you're in Indianapolis, you will be successful. Open up the passing game. I think Wentz has a better week this week. What a great game for Christmas night. And here's the thing. Hopefully, I'm going to make sure Crystal doesn't listen to this. She's going to open up on Christmas Day a Jonathan Taylor jersey. I got her for Christmas because she says she wants a current Colts jersey. So how much are you going to pay me not to text her right now? Hey, you're getting a Jonathan Taylor jersey. I mean, she kind of already knows, but she doesn't. But um, her the only Colts jersey she owns are um, Andrew Luck, who he's gone. And Johnny Unitas from her grandfather years ago. Oh, very a legacy fan. Yeah. So uh, for that reason, bless her heart. On Christmas, family first. Give me the Colts. Arizona showed me no heart last week. Nope. They gave up. The receivers weren't coming back to the ball. There was a little body language, like "Oh, come on, man!" And I'm unless they have a change of heart, I can't. I can't go with them. I mean, they've got a great record. Tennessee had a great record, but they. I mean, they're they're out. I'm as much as it as I hate to say this. I think Indianapolis and Tennessee are tied at the end of this week. Of course, with the tie break going to Tennessee, I'm going with Indianapolis. But of course, Cindy will not ever. No, she will not. <laughs> she she would she would ride with Russia before she rode with the Colts. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say. Uh, Detroit and Atlanta. (laughs) This game, when I looked at the schedule this week. But it's not the worst one on the schedule. No, it's not. That's that's the part that blows my mind. It intrigues me. This is a ship into Montreal. Okay, well, we'll go to Montreal. Well, don't ship it to Canada because they can only have like five people in their stands right now. So we don't want to do that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean... The lion, like that was fun. So we had my sister-in-law's wedding on Sunday and standing around with some of the groomsmen before the ceremony and we all just get the updates on our phone like simultaneously and we're like, wait, they did what? No one saw this coming. I, Atlanta, I think at home, I'm going to take Atlanta. I mean, I know Detroit's like that. Oh, no, Atlanta. I'm rolling with Detroit. Of course you are. Two-game winning streak. I think they're playing some inspired football. How can you not feel good after beating Arizona? And not just beating them, but beating them to a pulp. You're playing the Dirty Birds. Again, Atlanta, you talk about there only being five people in the Canadian stadium. There might be five people in Atlanta stadium right now. They're just not really interested. And 
again, do you know that they have a Chick-fil-A in their stadium? And it cannot be open. Okay, the only time they, they can also be... have MLS games there. They have the Peach Bowl there. They have college football games there. Right, but for the for the Falcons, they have a Chick Fil A they can't even use. And for that reason, I'm picking Detroit. Chick Fil A not being open affects the Falcons. Detroit two game winning streak. Real quick fun fact for you: If Detroit were to beat Atlanta, they would match the Bears for uh, win streaks throughout the year. The Bears have only won, only have had a two-game win streak. This would then tie the Bears for uh, half of the Bears' wins have been against the Lions. Josh, that is also very true. We're just going to go with that, simply because of fantasy. Cordero Patterson, I'm going Dirty Birds, and Cindy's going with Atlanta too. Even though this is a hard pick for her because Detroit is ugly and so is Atlanta. <laughs> blue That's and silver said. is not Honolulu blue, but they they never they it's never not, it's, it's not, not it's not. Cordell terrible. Patterson might be the most surprising fantasy football player in the NFL this year. Hey, you remember when he played for the Bears? I do. In New England, didn't use him. No. Anyways, Baltimore and Cincinnati, and probably I you look between Indy and Arizona, Baltimore and Cincinnati, are two very meaningful games yep. uh, for both teams. Uh, this is one. So I mean, Baltimore. You know, I mean, Hundley looked like a superstar against the Packers' defense in that fourth quarter. Um, just don't ask them to get two yards, or you know, have the best kicker in the NFL kick a field goal because we don't like to do that. Uh, strictly because I'm not picking a Harbaugh this week. Give me Cincinnati. Um, I'm going with Cincinnati as well. Um, and here's Wait, you're picking the same team? What's wrong? I know. This is why. I have no confidence in Baltimore right I have now. no confidence in your picks either, so I'm about to change the Baltimore. Yeah, button. no. Um, I I like Cincinnati this week. I think I think Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, for the sake of my fantasy team, please, Joe Mixon, score some touchdowns. This is I, I can't be on a bye the whole playoffs. Got to come off the bye this week and play somebody. Please, Joe Mixon, have a big game. But I think Cincinnati at home, um, it does not sound like Lamar is going to play this week. Granted, uh, Hudley had a very good week last week. But no, Lamar uh, sat out practice again today. I don't think that Baltimore is willing to risk Lamar. And I don't think Lamar, with an ankle injury, is any better than Tyler Hudley at this point. No. Well, and you look, Cincinnati's already beat him 41-17. Right. So, so yeah, I, so for that reason... Who day? Give me the Bengals. I don't trust Baltimore. I don't trust Baltimore. They can either be riding the top of the wave, which they were early, like my Titans, but the last few weeks, <clears throat> Cincinnati and Cindy, Miss Uniform, goes with the orange and black. Over the purple? Bengals. Oh, wow. Purple pants. No, can't do that. Hmm. Purple's a highlight color. Yeah. Speaking of... How about that segue? How about that segue? Right? Just laid it right in the middle. Oh! <laughs> we, we, we got scolded like, last week in Chicago. Oh, boy. I Okay, whatever. Like, if you can't beat the Bears, you should probably not be a professional football franchise. I mean, legit. The Lions... The Rams... I am a huge... huge I, here's the problem. For my sake, I need the Vikings to beat the Rams because that helps, you know, with home field and, and all that. But in my heart, 
I will never cheer for them purple pant wearing, skull clapping, hot dish eating Minnesotans. I can't stand them. They don't bring anything to the table other than a nice stadium that's under like 30 feet of snow. So we don't, the, the Vikings shouldn't even be a professional franchise. They really shouldn't. They never win anything. They're best known as the team who ended Brett Favre's career. You mean the, the, the Minnesota Vikings that are currently the seventh seed in the playoffs right okay. now? So who, they, then they're going to get white. They don't, they're irrelevant. They don't matter, Christian. They don't matter. The only time they can win is when they're playing the Bears. Go Rams. I'm taking the Rams too. Uh, I don't. I don't think Minnesota has enough uh, right now. Is there a better wide receiver in the NFL than Cooper Cup? The answer to me is no. The man is Devontae Adams is better than Cooper Cup. Um, stat wise, right now, uh, Cooper Cup has the most yards in the NFL. Plus, also, didn't Devontae miss a game? Or he has not yeah. missed a game. No, he did. Devontae okay. missed a game. So to but, me, Cooper Cup right now, the most dynamic NFL wide receiver. Not saying he's the best, but right now he is doing it at a okay. high level, a higher level than everyone else. For that reason, I'm going with the Rams. Stafford plays well. He knows Minnesota. He kicks their tails. You saw the Rams defense beginning to click. This past week. And I feel sorry for Dalvin Cook. Aaron Donald. Mm. Mm. And the thing was, is really, Cook didn't have a very big game against the Bears defense last no. week. No. Well, the Bears defense isn't anything to, anything to sneeze at. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Rams are beginning to click, and I would be afraid if I were Arizona. The Rams are beginning to click out west, and um, it's 4-0 for the Rams. So... This is something that we touched on, and it was weird because so they played the Jaguars, but they beat them by 30. And I told you in our week 14 podcast, I said, they're coming. They are. And, I mean, all they are a different team now than they were when they lost by 21 to the 49ers. They're a different team. Um, NFC East, I believe, could get decided this week. You mean AFC? AFC East. I got Sorry. you. I got you. Yeah, thank you. The The AFC East could get decided this week, I believe. I, for all intents and purposes, could get decided this week. Buffalo's got to go into New England. Um, New England laid an egg in Indianapolis. Like, I mean, I, I won it. Yes, the Colts played well. Fine. New England played horrible. I, that, that is not who the Patriots are. Big bounce back week for NFL Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones. Give me the New England Patriots. I'm taking Buffalo. I think Buffalo understands that. What What does that look for? Really? Yeah, I'm going Buffalo. I think Josh Allen understands. This is the week. you got to have this game this week. I think that on. I get it's on the road, but this is a game, if you're Josh Allen, if you want to be in that top tier of NFL quarterbacks that we were talking about, I think... At your kitchen, t- was it at your kitchen table when we had the cookout, Mr. Russell? We were talking about tiers of NFL quarterbacks. I think when we had the cookout with the mm. Glovers. Okay. And I just remember. No, it was the retirement party. Wasn't it the retirement no, party? No, we were just over for a cookout on Saturday. It was just like a random Saturday. Okay. We went over to your house, had a cookout, and we were talking about tiers of NFL quarterbacks. And I asked, 
Where would you put Josh Allen? It was my birthday. Yeah, it was your birthday. Yes, it was my birthday. Yeah. Okay, deal. You cooked some great burgers, Mr. Russell. Okay. I'm just sitting here oblivious. I'm glad y'all had a good time. Yeah. Good. So we were talking about where would you put Josh Allen. This is that week where we find out where Josh Allen ranks in the tiers of NFL quarterbacks. If you're able to go into New England and beat the Bill Belichick defense in Foxborough, I think the Bills get the job done this week. I think Diggs has a big game. Allen is going to run. He's going to have to run. I don't think Singletary has enough in his running back tank to say to get through that defense. Allen's going to have to do a lot, but I think it's going to be enough to beat New England. And now that division gets very interesting. Buffalo saw a blueprint on how to beat New England last weekend. They saw the blueprint. The wind is not going to be blowing 142 (laughs) miles an hour. Correct. Josh Allen will be able to throw the ball to Diggs. And I'm I'm jaded because Josh Allen is my fantasy quarterback and I'm in the finals this week. So I beat a woman last week, which yes, I'm a sexist, and so but I was happy about that. We're about to but, get canceled. But, but, I, <laughs> but I'm going with Buffalo because of fantasy, and because it's kind of like Derek Jeter. I respected Derek Jeter. I hate the Yankees. I respect Bill Belichick. I respect what he's doing. I think he's a mad genius. He's greatest coach in NFL history. And I loathe and I loathe the Patriots. And, it, and so my heart is leading this pick and going with nobody circles the wagons. There it is. Like the Buffalo Bills. That's what I'm talking about. Now, what, did Cindy? What? She likes New England uniforms. She's just. Oh, she she's always gone. has. She always has. She always has. It's that red, white, blue kind about of thing. She's American. I don't know what's wrong with that. That pretty uniform. Um, I think we let your dad say it, right? I mean, we got Jacksonville and the Jets. So what, what are we, we going to do? We're going to ship it to London. That's right. I mean, this is terrible. Listen, not even Vegas wants to make a pick on this no, they're one like, this week. They're like, even ah, pick them. Yeah. Go for it. I Jacksonville has no heart. Well, Jacksonville doesn't have a coach. Jacksonville doesn't have a moral compass. Jacksonville doesn't have a quarterback. Jacksonville doesn't have a run game. Jacksonville doesn't have a wide receiver. But who is their owner, Christian? Shaka Khan. And so you, rock, we, we look Shaka. at this. Let me rocky. That's all I'm going to do. I think this week <laughs> is going to be a little J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, I'm also going with the Jets. I can't pick Jacksonville. I just I think it's just and so because I'm assuming we're all three picking the Jets, we know exactly what's going to happen. The, yeah, Cindy's going to be right in picking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Okay, well, form <laughs> again. We're gonna we're making like little hints at our fantasy team. Um, I have James Robinson, who now his head coach is gone, so now he gets to play again. If he could score two touchdowns against the Jets' defense, which is completely able to happen, um, I would appreciate it. And and um, Sar, whatever the coach's name, he's on the COVID list now. Head coach for yep. the Jets. Yep. Not that he coaches very much, you know. Right. What are you gonna say? So yeah, for that reason, we're we're all riding with the Jets, except for so that means. Your mom's going to be right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course. Giants in Philly. Um, <clears throat> Christian, it's time to fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Uh, give me the Eagles quite easily over Daniel Jones' Giants. Yeah, give me well, Mike Glennon slash whoever <laughs> like wants to quarterback. I, I, I saw a stat the other day. About how much money Mike Glennon has made as a quarterback in the NFL. 
he makes like nine million dollars a win. Well, and how many like teams are currently paying Mike Glennon? Five. So he's getting Wait, checks. What? Yeah, because he's still getting paid from the Panthers, the Bears, the Bears, and at least the Giants. So there's at least three that we can think of. This is the last year even. that he's on the dead money list for the Bears. Correct. So, so like you look at the, I mean, it, it ain't bad to be Mike Glennon. But then the only thing is you got to pay income tax in all those other states. So, I mean, there is that. Can't pay it if you don't make it. Uh, Eagles are trending up. Could be a playoff team. Yep. And, of course, Cindy picks the Giants. So, just, she could go She could go in, listen, in just if, these two if, games. If in, make if us in look one silly. week, Jacksonville and the Giants win a football game, we oh, might you, mean, you mean like that week nine, seven, and seven that I had on my just horrible. Uh, Tampa and Carolina, again, you and I were talking earlier. This is a game, if Tampa gets a lead, bench everyone. Just sit them down. Because Tampa's going to win this football They're game. not losing back-to-back weeks. No. No. I'm telling you right now, what I don't know what the over-under in this game is, but I think the – the Bucks might cover the over by Just themselves. Bounds. I think Tampa and I think Tampa Bay, there's no chance Tom Brady isn't going to go out there and score 20, 30, 40 points. Gronkowski may have three or four touchdowns this week. Yes. Because he had zero last week. And what I also think, too, is that you saw, like, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL when they're losing. They just kind of sit there on the bench. Not Tom, Tom Brady, was man. bad. He oh, was. He, hates he broke a tablet. Yeah, that tablet. Come on now, that, that's like an eight hundred dollar tablet. Tom, calm it down. Well, t- not happening. Not two weeks in a row. Give the over under is forty four. Uh, yes, Tom Brady might. So he score. might score forty five. That is correct. There's no doubt in my mind he might score forty five. It's a four and Ever everybody's on Tampa. And by the way, Belichick broke one too. So Christian, that connection. Yeah. Go Chargers, go! Okay. Um, I'm also on the Chargers. No chance. Houston wins this football game. Uh, to me, right now, the Chargers are again, as you said about the Eagles, are trending up. I think the Chargers right now are one of those teams in the AFC that you don't want to play right now. Granted, big news out of um, Shefty tweeted this afternoon. Eckler is on the list. On the list. Which would have affected my fantasy team, but I got eliminated last week, so it's fine. So, to me, that's big for the Chargers, but I also think this isn't a week that you need Eckler. Um, You know, they got Josh Kelly as a a backup that does – he's a serviceable backup. Um, I think they get the job done on the road in Houston. Give me Arnold Schwarzenegger's charges. I think the Bolts are going to win, but I think Houston's going to give them a game. I think it'll be within the nine and a half spread. Hmm. So the three of us are going Chargers, and of course, Cindy chooses the Texans. Ah, even though the Chargers have the Mason I love best when, when they wear those powder blues. Oh, yeah, the baby boy. blues. Oh, yeah. I love those. But she likes this, that red, white, and blue thing. Ah. Okay, so now here's where the rubber hits the road, Mister Linky. Your favorite quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Justin Fields going up playing against, against your second favorite quarterback in Russell Wilson. Your favorite team in the NFL, who you said earlier tonight that you are done picking. Yep. So, my question to you, go birds or bear down? 
Well, you, you guys go ahead and pick first. I'll I, let you guys I, go first. Go Hawks. It's not even going to be close. Seattle. I mean, it's going to be... Cindy picks Seattle. Cindy loves the chartreuse, that kind of chartreuse green highlight color. Yeah. Now, when they wear the whole thing, she's a little... Yeah, no yeah, color like rush color for Cindy. Rush. No yeah. color rush for this, this game, you could put a one in front of this spread, and I would still take Seattle. Spring. Yeah, I'm taking Seattle on the road. I'm done picking the Bears. So you know what this means. Bears are going to beat Seattle this Bears week. are going to pull one out. Yeah, um, I... I'm literally. I was. We were just talking about my record. Oh, look at even Josh. I know. I missed. I, the, like you said, Seattle. I'm like, nah. That's that's no. a slip. Um, no, I'm picking Russell Wilson's birds. I don't. It, the twelfth man again. Seattle is not technically eliminated from the playoffs yet. The twelfth man's gonna be loud. Nagy's gonna call plays. He might as well just pull guys off the street and have them call plays. It's a dumpster fire of an offense. I feel awful for. Justin Fields having to run that offense. But, um, yeah, I'm going Seattle. This hurts. It digs deep. But we're waving the white flag officially, so give me Russell Wilson's birds. That flag's been flying since week one. Anyways, uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Reality comes to Pittsburgh this week, boys. Because, see, here's the thing. Pittsburgh has to defend you to beat you. Like, they, they... if you score more than 20 points, you're going to beat the Steelers. Well, Patty Mahomes might put up 20 in the first quarter. Kansas City. Like, this line is only eight. That's minuscule. It's, it's tiny. Ben Roethlisberger might not even score eight points this week. Give me the Chiefs by... Like at least three times. Wow. Um, I'm I'm tomahawk chopping. Okay. Oh. Um, I actually I wish we had like a sound bit of Cam Newton to put in when we're talking about Kansas City because I'm back. Yeah, they're back. And they're back. better than ever. Yeah, and I, I this is a team getting hot hot at the right moment, rolling into the playoffs. You do not want to play the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Um, Kelsey, right now though, Uncle C is running through Kansas City right now. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Harrison Butker all, all on the COVID list. Right. That's fine. But they're playing the Steelers. But you got Patrick Mahomes still okay. Clyde Edwards Hilaire still okay. You got, you know, uh, McCole Hardman. He's still good. Or actually, I think McCole Hardman's on that list as well. I don't see it on my Okay. Bike. So maybe, maybe not. But to me, Kansas City. You're going to be fine at home. Maybe that's why the spread's so minuscule is because of all the people on the COVID list. I got eight and a half on the spread. What's? I had eight. So here's here's the thing. When I look at the Steelers, they have only beaten one team this year when that team has scored more than 20 points. And who is that team who scored more than 20 points and they still beat Christian? The Chicago Bears. That was the Chicago Bears. The Ted Hockley... Or, yeah, or not. No. no uh, yeah, um, I know. Yeah, it's all the penalties. No, it's because yeah, the Bears was, aren't good. I forget what the ref's name was. Anyways, anyway. Denver and Vegas. No, we, we uh, Oh, I assume Kansas, Kansas City. City. All four of them. But, yeah, oh, the even oh, but, but I'm, Mom but, hates the Steelers uniforms. But I'm, but I'm, I'm wondering with, with Uncle Charlie coming to visit. It might, it might, it might be might, within the spread. Right, well, it might be a closer game than what we expect. Yes. Denver and Vegas, another one that 
Vegas. Just Vegas like- didn't even want to pick Vegas. So, I mean, what does that tell you? Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm also on the Raiders because uh, big win last week. Uh, well, what? Not last week. But actually, a couple days ago, against yeah. yesterday, against the Bengals, um, or Bengals, the Browns, um, or not yesterday, Monday. Uh, so can you get your day straight? I, I can't. Now I'm on Christmas break. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what hour it is, and I don't care. Yeah, clearly by the fact that you were doing all your Christmas shopping today. Yeah. Hey, it got done. Um, but anyway, I'm going Vegas. I think they win big. I, Shout out really quick, though. Teddy Bridgewater, big injury last week. Uh, sounds like he's going to be okay. He's been through a lot. This is a guy that's been through a lot. With Plus, he went to Louisville. Yeah. I mean, that by oh, itself. Yeah. L's, L's down. down. Little brother. Little brother didn't want the smoke. You chickens, come get it in January. We'll beat you by 50. Anyways, uh, I've never been a fan of Las Vegas. When they were in Los Angeles, or when they were in Oakland, or when they were in Los Angeles, or when they were in Oakland. I've never wherever really been they a actually fan. Play. Wherever they've been a fan. I like Amy Trask. Hi, Amy Trask. I know you listen every week. Um, I'm going with Vegas, but guess what? Cindy's riding those Broncos. Wow. She always she has liked always liked from way back the in uniforms. the day. Yep. Which is weird that she likes those uniforms, but she hates the orange on the Browns. Uh, anyways, yes. Al Davis said it best, just win, baby, win. Uh, the football team and the Cowboys, which, hey, uh, this is our last, like, we only have, like, three more episodes of calling them the football team because they said they have a new name picked out and they will unveil it after this year. So uh, g- get in your football teams while we can because uh, we're I've going been calling to have them to. Your other name. I know you have. You know, just uh, because I. Huge game for Dallas. And this is the kind of game that Washington always seems to play. Whether that was, you know, the Buccaneers last year in the playoffs, yeah, I, who they always seem to come ready to play. I think this spread is ginormous for this football game. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Plus, we're getting to January. And you know what Mike McCarthy does the closer it gets to January? He chokes. He might be the second worst coach in the NFL. Second only to Matt Nagy because we can't include Urban Meyer anymore because Urban Meyer is not a coach in the NFL. So, my upset special of the week, I am taking the football team on the road to beat the Cowboys. No chance. I'm taking Dallas. You're getting one up on my boy (laughs) on this um, one. I I like Dallas in this one. Uh, I think... Granted, I understand the McCarthy reference to January where he chokes. Um, it's We're still in December. I'm taking Dallas. I think Dallas right now, you win this football game, you're getting closer to securing that second seed that we all thought was unattainable because of the Cardinals in Tampa Bay. But with them slipping up last week, now here comes Dallas with a chance to get that second seed. It doesn't matter. McCarthy's really good at losing home playoff games, too. Well, Dallas by a billion. There it is. Cindy picks Washington. But she, <laughs> she always likes Washington. She's always like, Dallas by a billion. Mom knows what's up. Uh, last game of the week, you know, another just a stinker Monday night game. Dolphins and the Saints. Charlie Schmiggle's Dolphins. Right. Shall we? Shall we? And know. his teacher picked them, too. Yeah, so can we go back? Let's take a look at at our conference standings here. 
They're still uh, they're, right, they're, they're still technically in the hunt. Sorry, Charles. The Saints are going to come in and end those hopes. Uh, give me Nola. Uh, this is one of those games where you just you come off a high for New Orleans, and then you lay an egg. I'm taking the Dolphins on the road. I think the Dolphins right now are in a position. Some things happen before you. You see it on Sunday. You see it on Thursday. You see it on Saturday. Things starting to unfold, and you're like, hey, you know, Arizona beats the Colts. You know, Baltimore loses to Cincinnati. Buffalo loses to New England. All of a sudden, that playoff spot becomes available. Can you imagine how just absolutely insufferable Charles Schmigel would be if and way back on Thanksgiving he's like, Dolphins are making the playoffs. And we all laugh. They're at sitting him, there, they're like three wins. And then it comes back that oh, I don't even want to think about it. I'm, I'm, but I am. I'm rolling with the Dolphins. These are two inept offenses. These are Division Two offenses. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, hey, they can do the some things. They they can they can throw a three yard slant. Um, I am not going to watch this game. I I am I I know it's Monday night and I I I refuse to watch this game. The only redeeming quality is if that defensive lineman does the worm again for Miami. And New Orleans defense. What they did to Tampa Bay at full strength, put a hurt on them. That was some. That was some high quality defense without their head coach. Right. So I'm going with New Orleans, but I don't see this game. Blech. There's not even college football on Monday night to like balance so, this out because they're playing early. So moving to our locks of the week, Christian. I'm gonna let you go first with your lock of the week. Obviously, we're not going to pick a lock in a game that Vegas doesn't pick. That's not really how it works. Right. So, against the spread, Christian, who are you taking as your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of the week this week is Green Bay minus seven. Um, I I really am on board saying Green Bay might win this game by three touchdowns. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I think Cleveland is on a roller coaster going down right now. And I don't think there's any little loop that brings them back up. I think their season is practically over in Cleveland. I don't see any way that they get back into a playoff spot. I think you're going to Lambeau on Christmas Day. Green Bay's winning this game by more than seven points. Sir, Tampa. I think they're going to they're gonna bring out a can, and I think they will – Herman, leave no doubt the Carolina Panthers. As much as I despise the Buccaneers. I loathe them. I didn't like them when Warren Sapp played for them. You remember I didn't that, like it when John the, Lynch played for them. The head hunting against oh. the Titans that day we were there. Oh. But then the Titans ended up winning by like two touchdowns and like 68,000 oh. screaming Tennessee fans just start screaming. Hey, hey, that's my people. Hillbillies and rednecks. <laughs> Those are my people now. Careful. That's your family too, buddy. Hey, listen, I know it <laughs> is. Yankee I know it. it. Yep, absolutely. So so. Um I Christian, I got burned last week. I got burned with my lock. Because up until last week, whenever I picked the Packers to cover, they had covered. Did not last week. They did not cover. They almost got beat. Right. But Christian, 
When you get knocked off the horse, what do you do? You got to get back you on. Yeah, get right back on. Defense is going to have a bounce back game. Rasul Douglas himself might score more touchdowns than the Cleveland offense. The man is on a mission. The Packers will go in. We'll take another step to having the road to L.A. run through Lambeau. Give me the Packers. I want to say easily. I'm going to say very easily did, uh, this week. Did Cindy come up with a lock of the week? or Didn't ask her. Oh, okay. She would probably say the Titans. Yeah, we'll just because go by default. The, the Titans of the plus week. three and a Titan, half. Titans plus three and a half. But there's no team that frustrates the devil out of her more than the Titans. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Titans are... Anyways. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, it is now near the 10 o'clock hour here in middle America. So we're going to wrap it up from all of us at LR Weekly. We wish you all Melika Maka. Hope you all have a great Christmas. We out.